A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rule Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. Live from the Event Design Lab in West Lafayette. Um, this is uh, Rul Frissen from Event Design Collective. And in the studio, in our um, on-site studio, we have Nick Benora, Director of um, Purdue Conferences and the Event Design Lab at Purdue. Um, welcome, Nick. Thank you so much for having us. Um, we are live today at an EDC, Event Design Certificate Program Level 3, uh, that is happening in your uh, Event Design Lab at the moment. You must be very proud. Um, but let's be first rewind a little bit. And uh, for the people who don't know what an Event Design Lab is, Nick, um, what is it? Well, the way I see the lab is that it's a space that was intentionally designed to be a location to have practitioners or people who are interested in designing their events for for optimum behavior change and value to come experience the event canvas methodology, uh, apply it to their events or their challenges or opportunities, and uh, work with us to design those outcomes. In a special outfitted room, right? So you found this space um, in the technology park, right? Um, research and technology park at Purdue. Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, it's beautiful, beautifully done. Um, and what it is, it's actually um, a room which is outfitted with all the all the posters and all the tools uh, which you need for um, to design an event using the Event Canvas methodology. Yeah, I'm really really excited with the way it all turned out, and it is a fully equipped space. And so that was also intentional. And, and one of my big hopes was that it was a space that had everything that anybody could need so that all they really had to do was just show up and participate in the process. Now, uh, I remember vividly a conversation we had where we presented um, the Event Design Lab, and I said like, oh, this is just announced at IMAX that uh, Postillion Hotels and uh, Conference Center in The Hague is the first European Event Design Lab. And uh, remember remember a question after, uh, I I believe it's what's WhatsApp, like, would you also see this happening in a more collegiate environment? That's what you said. Like, um, um, I was interested, and I think the, the listeners are also interested. Like, how how do you intend to use this, and how how you're already using this um, um, event design lab? Yeah, I remember that conversation very vividly because when I heard about what was happening in the Hague, I uh, like very jealously just wanted to move <laughs> and, and uh, be in the Netherlands because it just sounded so amazing and. Uh, your response to that question was uh, also blew my mind. And the vision that I had for bringing a lab like this to the university is to really help engage the university and, and create partnerships with the community that we're around. Universities sit and they live in communities, and I think it's a really important part of 
um, the stewardship that a university has with its community to engage in a way where there's bi-directional partnerships and um, also an opportunity to help take care of the society around us. And, and the vision for this was to be a place where Purdue and community partners and, and anybody who was interested could come and utilize this methodology for problems that our society is facing. And I think every society in every location uh, has varying degrees of the same problems. And one of the things about the methodology that um, I'm so excited about and, and geek out over is the fact that if we apply a methodology to solve a problem at a local level, you, you take that and you can, um, um, the word's escaping. Project you, it, yeah, you project yeah. it or you, you can scale it up. And if you can solve a problem at a local level, then you can scale that up and then it becomes a regional level and the, a state level and a global level. And, and that to me, I think, is the real exciting part about having this lab in a university like Purdue that has all of the resources uh, to tackle those real world problems. Yeah, that's cool. And I remember uh, that um, um, when when we first had a discussion, um, it uh, got to geek out Ruud, my business partner, um, in terms of like, oh, if this, if this, um, if we if we project that to uh, the future and see how the internet works, for instance, where we have actually um, um, we can connect the universities together to tackle big problems in the world using events to make that happen and design spaces all over the world in different universities they could collaborate together and they could actually hand over different things or uh, share big bigger projects together so um, that is tr truly what I what I admire in what you're doing Nick um, I also today we have a um, level 3 class so this is even design certificate program like level 3 where we actually have a three-day program where we actually try um, to bring everyone in the class, and those are, I think, 20 people, mm -hmm. who uh, to um, ultimately facilitate the process themselves and become a certified event designer. Um, one of the things I've seen here in the past two days is something we called um, the passion and the way how people would like to use that in their own organizations. And many of those organizations present here in that class are not-for-profits, are um, um, organizations around Purdue University who, who feel like, hey, I never thought the university could play a role in that. Um, how, how do you want to engage them and how do you want to also market it in the, fu in the future? Yeah, I think the first step with that was the desire is to create a a community of event design practitioners that understand the methodology and, and have a shared vocabulary so that, uh, again, working together, the collective, not only brain power, but interest and, and desire for change, working together, um, it, it, it provides, with that community, it's really easy to approach other people and say, we have this community, we have all of these people that are passionate about change, that are all focused on um, making big societal impact and so what is the opportunity or challenge that you're up against because it's it's not just about approaching somebody who maybe has an idea or has an opportunity but has other barriers to their success in, in being able to tackle those problems by creating this community of practitioners that are inside the university and outside the university then we can market that and say there's a whole community of people that are passionate about change, about support, and they're here to serve and to help. 
and really just come to us with whatever that opportunity is and then we can backfill it with the resources that are needed so that we can help you overcome whatever those obstacles happen to be and and um, but but that community of practitioners is the first step and that's why I'm, I'm really excited that we have this class here today and that it's uh, a really nice cross-section of what our community looks like. In every EDC Level 3 program um, we actually ask the participants to bring a project to, to the class and um, on the afternoon of day one we ask everyone to pitch that project in a one-minute pitch and then we use Dotmocracy um, as a group to select the, the winner. Um, and the winner actually gets the consultancy power of the rest of the group for the next two days to work on their specific project. So there's a huge gift. And actually you saw that happening yesterday when we actually announced uh, the winner uh, and she bursted out in tears because she was like really moved in terms of like, oh, we're only in our organization, not for profit. Um, you are only two people. and. Um, yeah, this is now. Now twenty people want to help me uh, tackle this uh, tackle this thing. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is that companies, that organizations called multiplying good, and um, what they do is not only um, serve to to the community, but they, what they also do is try to teach about serving, right? And that is um, um, for the people who are not from the U.S., like doing good for. Uh, for charitable organizations that is what we call serving here and um, the way how you um, uh, do that and how do you bring that to a larger audience and teach them about how, how that works and how good it can feel to do that and how you can contribute uh, that is at first a um, super important step to get lots of people who serve on these kind of um, I, I, I couldn't, couldn't um, stop myself seeing the parallel here between what you are doing in Event Design Lab um, with our other um, organizations. You could actually fund them, you could send them money, you could, you could donate, but what you're doing is donating process, space, right? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe some support. Um, that is what I feel is what your intent is, right? So, Yeah. Uh, it, Serving and contributing comes in a lot of forms, like you said, and, and a lot of times a, a barrier can be financial support. Not everybody has the opportunity to do that. And by having this lab here and being able to um, give of that knowledge and, and share that and also have a place and a network of people who want to contribute um, is, is really important. Um, I think there's... There's not enough of a broad definition of what it means to serve or to contribute. And um, I think a lot of times when we, when we think about it or hear about it, it's always a, a request for funds, uh, for money. And there's, there's no doubt that money is, is necessary and needed and nonprofits, of course, need our funding and that support. But there are other ways that people can contribute. And uh, I think that's just as important because if we're helping an organization overcome a challenge so that they can be more successful, then that gift has uh, a monetary value that you can't really attribute to it yeah. it's it's bigger in a way yeah so it's it's it's, um, it's like the development principle of the don't 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 bring them water but teach them how to make water right so yeah. that's the that's the idea yeah. of this the same here um it's much more scalable and if you can see if you could design an event which uh, has a better outcome for the organization so more donations um 
Yeah, that's 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 uh, ultimate scale, right? So where you right. actually help them to be more self-sufficient and more successful. Yeah. Um, Nick, what is your vision of wild success? Uh, vision of wild success. Um, you know, we we like to say a lot uh, when we talk about the organization or or the lab within Purdue that it's it's the first lab that's at a university anywhere in the world, and that's a that's something that is going to be super meaningful to me for the rest of, of my professional and personal career, really. It, it is. Um, having uh, found uh, you and Rude and, and joining uh, forces with you and being able to partnership has been life-changing to me. Um, and being able to, to be the first lab at a university anywhere is, is ridiculously special and, and something that uh, I don't Im- imagine how that's going to be topped. But I would say um, vision of wild success is is... Um, being the first is one thing, but there needs to be others for that to really have super impact. And, and one of the things that I would like to see as, as wild success is um, being able to plant these event design labs at universities across the country and across the globe because um, universities have this wealth of resource and knowledge and um, all sorts of gifts that they have in different areas in different ways. And every university sits inside a community it's it's in a city it's in a state but it, it's surrounded by people and wherever you have people you have need and yeah. those needs a lot of times are universal the you know regardless of where you are you're running into into similar type needs and and uh, to your example of that internet the way the internet works well if it's a problem that i'm having in my part of the world and in my internet then i can connect to a university that is probably dealing with in a, in a community that's dealing with a similar problem, mm-hmm. they might have already found a solution to it yep. um, by using this process and and uh, let's scale that or let's attach it um, or you know if you've got multiple uh, organizations uh, working in these labs to to deal with food scarcity or food insecurity, then why don't we? You know, uh, join forces that way, and then we can start to address these societal issues um, in a much larger way um, that can then only continue to grow and scale. So, you know, wild success to me would be being able to plant these at universities mm-hmm. um, across wow. the across the, the globe. Good idea. One of the one of the things I, I'm 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 thinking of while you while you're sharing this is um, what we what Rude and I talked about. Um, way 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 back where we said like if if there is um are we ever come to a moment where we have a lot of events going through these labs but also through our own practice which is now pretty much the case um could we actually also see patterns in events see see th- similarities but also how could we um document those those um different events um and showcase them to in order for them to be copied in different uh, in different silos and different organizations uh, because some some events um, uh, really deserve some good event design some events just cannot afford um, event design but how beautiful would it be then to tap out of a repository of, of events where you could actually um, learn from and you could maybe not copy and paste from but at least be inspired from um, that is similar to what you are actually um, um, looking at. Um, last question, Nick. Um, what is on your horizon of change for the next um, time? Um, 
Well, now that the lab is open and it's complete and it's been outfitted and that was uh, a labor of love that I am happy to say is complete because it, it took a lot, especially the last uh, last couple of weeks to get to where we are today. Um, I think the horizon right now is just uh, driving it forward. So it's it's open, it's complete, it's it's fully equipped and we're here. Um, the, the next immediate horizon of change is just driving uh, driving this this new venture um, and steering it, staying on course, mm -hmm. uh, like the example you gave earlier today, and not looking in the wake and seeing an S curve, but um, keeping it on course and making sure that it's moving forward and um, that word gets out so that we can actually start um, uh, having that larger impact yep. and um, addressing some of those those issues that we all hear about all the time. Um, and it seems like there's there's got to be a simple solution to that, but we we muddy the waters because we're not real clear about what we're doing, and so that's that's the next horizon of change. True, true, and uh, and I think what is uh, what is so special about it is um, the challenge you have is um, you have to bring people, sorry, organizations together who um, give you their challenge, right? And you have also to make sure that you have an army of people who can then help and design, right? So uh, not every organization has those people. Yeah, of course, the facilitation is something you um, gladly um, accept to do. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also to bring together those two, two things which, which are needed, right? In a beautifully equipped event design lab. Thank you, Nick. Um, thank you for being here. Uh, looking forward to the rest of the program tomorrow um, and looking up to um, bring everyone in this level three class full circle uh, and to be proud bearers of a certificate of attendance and then after that after, the, after these three days they have to um, apply what they learned in a project um, last last small question do you still know what your project was when you um, when you were in the class in 2010 20 in January, San Diego? Yeah, 2020, uh, San Diego. Um, yeah, I do. And it was a, um, it was one of our events that uh, we've handled here at the university for years and years and years. And it's, uh, it's an annual uh, civil engineering uh, conference. And so we, we took that event and, and I um, brought my team through it. And it was a wild experience because when we started the project, uh, I think we had one day together to kick it off and then we all got sent home because of the pandemic and, oh, yeah. and we had to complete it uh, virtually. And oh, wow. so there was that pivot uh, in the middle of trying to redesign uh, this large conference. And uh, no, it was it was a great experience. Uh, and one of the best parts about that was that we that we had to change in the middle of a redesign of an event that we were trying to change and so it was the real life application of what we were trying to apply sort of academically through the process to this event and uh, yeah the team the team took a lot away from that and I took a lot away from that and it just uh, furthered um, my passion and what I knew about what this methodology is and the the power that it has uh, to enact change that's positive if you look at it uh, objectively and are, are committed to walking all the way through it, um, the outcomes are, are amazing. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for your, for your time. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. 
Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage.